Hello, and welcome to the Running on Empty podcast. The podcast that runs on nothing. Yeah, we don't... Um, anyway, <clears throat> Trevor? Joe? Should we plug our merch now? Yeah, plug okay. it. Um, yeah, so if you've watched our podcast before, you probably know that we have merch, and we will have the link to that in the description. It's at uh, Superior Embroidery, where we have t-shirts and hoodies, and we always mention aprons that may or may not be there anymore. Um, but yeah, if you want to show your support for this podcast, uh, leave us a like, subscribe to us on YouTube, and check out our merch. And yeah. that's all I'm going to say about that, because yeah. I want to keep it short and sweet this time. Yeah. Just so that we can get into our, our topic of the day. Okay, so what is our topic of the day, So, dear Joseph? I had this idea for a topic that was to create our own dream video game like and so our ideas don't necessarily like have to be like we don't have to create one together and have like Mm -hmm. the same video game but more so i mean like if you let's say were like in charge of like the creative design or something to that effect you know, you are involved with making a video game. Can be an existing franchise or like a totally new thing, whatever you want. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of video game do you like want to play? What kind of games do you like? And like, how would you make your own? The, so, The Witcher Three, but ten thousand more hours. I know. I know you said that earlier, jokingly, but like, let me, let me like give you an example of like for me, what I think like my video game would be okay and you can not do that anymore to those (laughs) poor folks also shout outs to the red hair yeah shout outs um okay so like one of the video games that i've played in the past that i really loved was for xbox 360 it was called uh tenchu z and so this was a ninja game i guess and because you are a ninja and you work for a character from the Tenchu series. His name is Rikimaru. And you go and do missions. And the missions are kind of like self-contained little, you know, episodes almost. Mm-hmm. It'll be like, you know, go kill the rapist. <laughs> or like something like that. Or like go kill this like lo- like feudal lord or daimyo or something. Okay. And so Rikimaru will send you out and you can customize your ninja and stuff. But what I really liked about the game that I hadn't ever seen before from other, like, ninja games or, like, movies and series is that it seemed to be, like, mostly, like, rooted in a form of reality, I guess. Okay. So, like, with Ninja Gaiden, for example, I made this joke to Chuck and uh, our our late friend Chuck, rest in peace, um, and I was like, dude, I freaking hate Ninja Gaiden because it's like should just be called Run Around and Chop People in Half with an Axe Gaiden. And he <laughs> thought that was so funny, but it's like also pretty true because it's like a ninja, like you imagine like someone dressed in black and like, you know, they have the rope and the grappling hook and they whoo, and throw it up on the roof and they're like climbing up quietly and there's like you know, trying to avoid detection and like Ninja Gaiden, you're just like, well, I have this badass axe. And so now I'm going to like run down the hallways, just chopping people in half. And there's lots of blood (laughs) everywhere. Well, what I really liked about Tenchu is like, yes, there was like assassinations and there was some fantasy elements and stuff to it. But 
the point of the game was to never be caught. So you would like be able to climb up roofs and like drop down from them and like get behind people and like choke them out. You could knock them out. You could kill them, but if you kill them, then you know, you risk someone coming by and finding the body or smelling the blood or like something like that. So you had to be really careful mm -hmm. as to how you tackled these kind of missions as like a really stealth based <laughs> game. You could mm -hmm. just straight up run into the level and just take out your sword and kill everybody if you're really skilled, but it was really difficult. So most of the time you wanted to sneak around and, you know, you had to choose what items you brought with you. Um, you had to choose, like, even when you drew out your sword, because it makes a noise, and even if you drew your sword when no one was around but walked, you know, into an area, the glint of your sword could actually give away your position. Hmm. There was, like, a light meter and everything, and I was like, dude, this game is so cool. Because <laughs> it was just, like, all these different levels, and you would tackle, like mentally like how do i get it from point a to point b without being seen or you know killing this guy but hiding his body so that i'm not discovered all the way to you know just like the end goal to assassinate the person you had to assassinate or steal the item that you needed yeah and so tenshu hasn't really come out with a game since then um, aside from a game called Tenchu 4, which was on the Wii, and I did not like that game. You played as Rikimaru in that game, which, um, in the other Tenchu games, you would always play as Rikimaru or this other ninja female, uh, mm -hmm. which is called a Kunoichi. Uh, her name was Ayame, I think. But in Tenchu 4, Shadow Assassins for Wii, it was like... It just felt clunky. I did not like it at all. You couldn't do, like, ninja flips from, like, building to building and stuff. I just didn't like it. So if I were going to create a dream game, it would be either another installment, uh, like a Tenchu Z2, where instead of playing as Rikimaru, you can once again create your own character, customize their stats a little bit, and choose what items. But I would take that to, like, a more extreme kind of create a character thing okay um and also add in more weapons and stuff so i thought it would be really cool and i've had this idea for a long time so like different ninja weapons you know you could take with you and they would help you reach different parts of the level so like you could have like the grappling hook which would help you get onto like rooftops and stuff easier but like you only have a certain amount of slots or something like that mm-hmm for you to take gear with you because after, at the end of the day you are a ninja so you can't like just throw on so a backpack full of you gear. want like a level of realism to it <clears throat> yeah and to be fair there's there was always like a degree of, to of magic i guess too mm -hmm. uh tenchu because there was like certain items you could bring to breathe fire and and do like almost kind of like naruto jutsu but mm -hmm. like it was very minor, I guess. Like, it was now, not very important. <clears throat> this makes me think of a game that came out a couple of years ago called Kingdom Come Deliverance. I've never heard of that. It is a RPG. Okay. But it's... Uh, I, haven't, I haven't played it myself, but apparently it's a very 
almost realism style like medieval rpg like open world like i guess kind of open world rpg game where you're playing this character kind of coming up in this world and if you're like you join this army and they're like okay we're attacking this place in three days meet us there okay like they're not talking it's not like a hypothetical three days where you can keep going around exploring things and if three days passes it's gonna hold off you got if they're, they're saying this happening in three days and you're not there within like the three day three in-game days you're you've, you've become a deserter and, okay. you just, and it's, it's already happened oh geez yeah so it's yeah, got like this cool it's got like this level of realism to it i haven't played it so i, I can't really talk much more on it but that's just what i've heard <laughs> that the game is about that you have to, you have these moments where you're doing things like that you're literally living this person like living a kind of that's a life. really cool like, you're making your own choices and exploring the world, but, like, when it comes to, like, if you're taking on responsibilities, you have to, like, fulfill them within the time frame given. I really like the ability to make choices in games, mm. too, so I think that's pretty important. And as much as I like the idea of having a stealth-based mm-hmm. game, you know, I think that uh, people should be able to play, like, a run-and-gun kind of style, if that's what they want, mm. but... Also, like, there's, you know, advantages and disadvantages to that kind of thing. And I do think that an open-world version of something like Tenchu, like, more of an adventure game, like, think of, like, Zelda Breath of the Wild or something. You know, you can climb mountain tops and stuff like that, and, you know, there's tons of places to explore. Lots of lore, you know, cool weapons you can find. I really like that. But I also really like the Tenshu style thing, too, where, you know, there's high-profile targets and you need to take them out within a certain time limit without being discovered. Mm -hmm. Almost like Assassin's Creed, too. Assassin's Creed really did, at least now, I've only played Assassin's Creed 1 and 2, so, uh, but my knowledge based on those two games, they really did what Tenshu should have been doing at the same time, and it's almost like assassin's creed just kind of took over like the stealth game yeah like market and then like tenshu just was like i don't know like we don't care anymore i guess because they since i think it was 2008 or 9 when tenshu 4 came out for the wii (laughs) okay they haven't done anything i don't think since then so like and they probably never will but if they're going to they better do it like a ninja and just do a surprise release because that would be so funny. I mean, there are a couple games that have a very good, like, a lot of stealth. And, like, you take the Batman Arkham games. Yeah. There's a decent amount of stealth in those. And that's really, I would spend a lot of time doing stealth missions. Yeah, maybe I ought to go back and, and play the Arkham games. Because when I played Spider-Man for PS4, yeah, Spider-Man that really one. tickled a little, like, you know, a little bit of the itch for stealth gameplay. But, yeah. like, not... I don't know, something about that, like, there were certain missions where it was, like, take out all the enemies without being detected. There were, like, side quest missions, you know? Mm. And, like, something about those just seemed a little more frustrating than, like, anything. Like, and I can't really put my finger on, like, what it was. Don't get me wrong, though, because, like, Spider-Man was an amazing game. I don't think there were any missions like that in Mm. Batman, but definitely there are advantages to completing missions by doing them all self simply because sometimes a lot of times you'll 
a lot of enemies that have guns, and there's not yeah. much you can fucking do compared to guns. You're fucking yeah. Batman. You're going to deflect fucking bullets. Yeah. So going around and finding ways strategically placed, and I would sit there and do the same thing in Spider-Man, where I would sit there and just watch the enemy enemy movements for 15, 20 minutes, be like, okay, I got yeah. your fucking patterns down. Another yeah. game that I did that a lot on was Horizon Zero Dawn. Really? Yeah, I would, because there's uh, parts where you can take on, like, these bandit kind of camps, and I would literally sit there with a bow and arrow, and be like, okay, how can I stealth kill every one of you? And I would do the same thing, like, another game would be... that in Skyrim. Would be, uh, I think, Far Cry 4? I want to say it was Far Cry 4 that had, like, pagan men and stuff on it. I'm going to check. Is that Primal? No, I haven't played Primal. I think if the new one's 5, Far Cry 4 might be, oh, sorry about the brightness. Yeah, Far Cry 4 is the one I'm thinking of. I would stealth kill, I would stealth, like, bases, like, no other there. Until I got, like, you get a little, like, one-person helicopter and a little grenade launcher. Dude, you're unstoppable. You just fucking fly with a helicopter and carpet bomb people. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. But no, yes, I like, uh... Stealth missions are really fun, especially or give, when you give you the option to completely take out a group of enemies and stealth, like being able to say, like, okay, now here's how you can zoom, like, look in, like, you have your, like, scope or whatever, mark all your enemies. Exactly. And then like, keep... I think Spider-Man really did that well, because there is a couple of, like, perks, or, like, whatever they call them in that game, like, equipment or whatever, that, like, helped you do that kind of stuff and, like, play the game in that way, and you could play a lot of the game in a very stealthy way and it's super fun in my opinion to like just mm -hmm. try and be undetected through most of the levels yeah uh like i remember the one was like the spider man like the visor pulse or whatever where it highlights the enemies through walls yeah but it only does that for like you know five seconds or something but there was an upgrade that you could get and you know you could always have you could always have three different upgrades in Spider-Man, and it was like totally mix and match. You know, there's like 15, 20 different ones or something, but you could always just pick three. You could swap them out and stuff between levels, but one of the ones I really liked was the one that highlighted the enemies through walls, but instead of it lasting five seconds, it lasted until you initiated combat. Hmm. And so you could watch people walk and stuff, and they'd be highlighted like you know through the wall and stuff and you could see like where they're going and i was like you know just hanging in the rafters like watching things yeah, and a, i really like that it's always the nice like that's i, I used to be never be one for stealth missions because like oh man it's gonna take fucking forever but now i'm like all right let me just watch this and like all right i can avoid combat by go doing that then that then that okay and i think and mostly just like it's also just like t realizing the trouble some enemies yeah. and taking them out first Mm -hmm. It's like, alright, that guy's gonna be no problem. That guy's got a gun, so he's gonna beat my ass. Yeah, but, like, coming up with that game plan is really fun. And I do, yeah. like, even though it's, like, you know, a bit more unrealistic for, you know, Spider-Man to be able to scan enemies and see them through walls, I think Batman does that, too. Right? Yeah. They, like, there's something similar. And I think in Tenshu, there's also, like, a similar mechanic called the third eye. Yeah. And... In Persona 5, you also have, like, a third eye mechanic to where, like, you can, like, kind of see things that aren't, like, you know, present to the naked eye. And I think that's just so fun and so cool, dude. It adds, like, something to it that, like, does it make the game easier? Sure, probably, but it also makes it more fun to me. I uh, almost bought Persona 5 for the weekend. 
I'll let you borrow it. Yeah, say I just don't, I just didn't have the money for it. It's so my dude. It. It's like for sure my game of the year for yeah. whatever year that was. <laughs> for whatever year that was. Yeah. 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 I, can, I definitely see stealth missions would definitely be a right up your alley. To yeah. Speak. Anything else you would add to the game? Um, I just think like some certain because like you could always in Tenchu Z you could customize your costume and like have different masks and cosmetics and I think that thing is really cool. A lot of that has gone to like the whole like. You have to get loot boxes and stuff thing, which I don't necessarily agree with. I don't necessarily disagree with it either. Like, I kind of get where they're coming from. You know, some people are like, oh, they're trying to milk the thing. But at the same time, like, by them releasing different cosmetics and stuff, it gets people re-excited for the game. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm not trying to, like, defend EA or anything like that, but, like... I think there's, like, a degree of, like, I kind of understand it, you know? Okay. I'm not, like, super pissed off about it. Um, but aside from, like, cosmetics and stuff, I think it would be really cool, too, for, like, uh, in, again, in Tenchu Z, you customize your health, your strength, and your agility. And your health was obviously how many hits you could take. Your strength was obviously how hard you hit. Mm-hmm. And your agility was how fast you moved, and I was oh I would always max out agility. But I think of like being able to customize a few other stats, or even like being able to like learn different techniques and mm-hmm. stuff, and being able to like either change those out or like I don't know like how Spider Man it had like the boom 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 like the left middle and right column and like there was like the web slinger column and you could go down the skill tree and pick different skills mm. then there's like the the brawler one and then like something else and i think like uh something like that like learning a different martial art or like a different kind of strike that could be really fun and i think a big a big thing again to make this even more fun would be to really focus instead of giving it like you know a mission in a box <laughs> you know like on this level you have to do mm-hmm. i think it'd be really fun if it was more like spider-man or zelda or presumably batman i'm not sure i haven't played it mm-hmm. but to where like there's not really a level i think there were levels in there is batman, in spider-man actually think... a little bit too i'm gonna say the sense i don't re- it's been a while since i played but you do have options to like at a certain point, you get additional level, like perks and feats. Well, and stuff I, like what that. I mean by like level is like not like I'm level ninety nine, but like I mean like level like on uh, in this mission. Me, yeah, the word mission would be like a better mm-hmm. term for it. Whereas in like Zelda, like sure you can take on like quests and stuff, but like most of the time you're not really tied down to it. You could just turn your horse around and go explore Yo, the Oh, okay, okay. that's what you meant. I meant leave yeah. Like, oh, yeah, just like, just like. oh, okay, I'm not going to go right there. Yeah, that's like, more like the open world yeah. or sandboxy concept. Yeah, actually, though, come to think of it, maybe a level-up system could be fun, though. Like, at different levels, like in Spider-Man, your level cap was 50. Yeah, You'd get a new perk every level. Yeah, that's, I kind of, like, I misconstrued when you were talking about levels. Yeah. Uh that i thought you were talking I meant about levels like mario not levels like pokemon yeah 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 i definitely agree that's definitely something i would put in my game something that's very i know there's kind of this thing on like oh there's too many open world games and i'm like nah, like 
You're, is there though? Yeah, like, I'm like I people I, like them, so that's why they make. Like them. I'll never say no to an open world game. I like to be able to like okay, I can mm. go there and do yeah that thing, or I can just turn my ass around, go that way, and check that shit out. But yeah, I mean, again, this is just like something I think would be super cool, super fun. Mm-hmm. I would be into it. This is my dream game, so you know we're just shooting out ideas for things we think would be cool. So mm-hmm. all that being said, now you kind of know what I would like really be looking forward to if they announced a game like that you know uh like a cool ninja game that's actually about being stealthy instead of like chopping people's heads off and blood everywhere what is there a franchise that you would like to revisit or like do your own thing even if it was just dlc i know you mentioned I mean, the Witcher. yeah yeah i mean besides Witcher, i would really mm. like play anything more that came out with that franchise but uh i definitely would like definitely like an open world game or probably more like this being said, like I can't guarantee this is a real stance because Cyberpunk is coming out, and mm-hmm. that's going to be a monster of a game. Yeah, when does that come out? By the way, April, I believe this year. Okay. Yeah, I believe because it's uh, it's comes out a month after Final Fantasy VII, and Cyberpunk comes out in April. And... Oh yeah, Final Fantasy is supposed to come out too. Yeah. Oh, and that's going to be for PlayStation. Right? Yeah, it's going to be exclusive for PlayStation 4 for the first year. Dude. The first year, it's in only it's only I'm, PS4. I'm so excited for this yeah, because I've third. never played Final Fantasy before, and I've heard Final Fantasy VII is, like, the best yeah, one, you they, know? This is only... I should also add, this is a... It's going to be broken up into multiple releases. Just, yeah, yeah. Just to, due to the size of it. I mean, dude, these characters look insanely cool. Yeah, like, they completely, like, remade it from the ground up. God, it looks so beautiful. Uh, And it looks, I don't don't know anything about Final Fantasy, but, like, this, like, weird, like, magic slash steampunk kind of Yeah. With, like, these cool, like, anime characters. I don't know why, but it, like, I want to explore this place. It reminds me of the Rain Village from Naruto. So, think about it like this. The download size on this section of the game is 74 gigs. Damn. That's the download for the remake. Oh, that makes me think, dude. I think they need to make a really good Naruto game, too. And they just keep dancing around that shit. So I'm hoping it's going to be pretty big. They're basically reworking from the ground up, adding in new quests, new missions. Like, Like, they're redefining the entire game. Wow, that looks so real. Yeah. But, like, also not, because it looks anime, but, like, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's, like, I don't know, it's got, like, this... Square Enix has, like, this look to them, look to it. It It's just, like, too beautiful to be actually real, but, like, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to those two, because I love awesome. Final Fantasy VII, and... I like open world games and cyberpunk. I fucking love CD Projekt Red. I'm pretty so, looking forward to that too, even though I've kind of forgotten about it so far. Definitely, they said it's going to be even bigger world and game size than The Witcher Three, and wow. The Witcher Three was massive. And they're basically, I'm just, I'm just going to naturally assume it's going to be probably even better than Witcher Three due to the fact it that could they be. they delivered and they've been working on this game for like over a decade now. Yeah. It looks super good. Yeah. So, yeah, between those two, I would definitely have an open world. Uh, naturally, I'm going to lean towards a very kind of fantasy, maybe, kind of thing. Like, 
knights and shit. Just have yeah. because that's, that's I like that. Like a D and D's. Yeah, maybe. Like I would even like consider even setting it in a D and D world, like the Forgotten Realms or something. And I would. I don't want to say make it MMO, make it MMO because that's not really what I'm thinking. But I want to make it multiplayer friendly. So like your friends can drop in yeah kind of thing yeah so kind of like like party up with you yeah i mean i guess it would be kind of mmo but like maybe like kind of like a i don't know well i think i get what you mean you don't want it mmo you don't want strangers with you is that what you mean yeah because it would be nice to have this big open world and you can this has a but has a tons of missions or is like a storyline you can follow and but your friend like you can also say like like, me and you, me and you have this, like, affinity for wanting to play co-op games. You're like, oh, yeah, we could hop in, and both of us could be playing it, and it wouldn't be, like, too detrimental that we would have two characters playing. You know what? I don't know if you ever played this game. Um, a game that I thought did it pretty decently well, and mm-hmm. I really liked, was called uh, um, Fable 3. Oh, yeah. I've played Fable. Yeah. I, I know that's really popular, and it probably sounds stupid for me to be like, I don't know if you ever heard of it, but, like, I actually hadn't heard of it for, like, a really long time. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I mean, to be fair, it was, like, a few years after Fable 3 was, like, like released is when I, like, learned about the Fable series, which is even still a long time ago. I think it was in 2012 when I first mm-hmm. played Fable 3. But that had, like, the ability to, for you to have your friends join into your world and play with you. And it was really fun. Yeah, so I would definitely make sure there are like that co-op compatible things where we could party up and be able to go through the story and have tons of content to go and explore and and wouldn't really like a game that you could easily get like a couple hundred hours in and not have an issue even with two people going exploring it like because there are times like I'm gonna keep saying comparing Witcher Three because that's kind of one of the best works we've had in an open world system that. I'm still finding things to this day, and I have over a thousand hours in the game I didn't know before, that I just stumbled upon. Or even Skyrim, Skyrim still has replayability for the most part, <laughs> stuff like that, and make it to where um, you have a you're not locked into certain pre-made characters, but you can customize your character, pick the race, yeah. pick the uh, like your like your class system. But also do it well enough to where, because there's a certain times, like, I, I like being able to, there's times where I just wish they would have just made a character, because that, like, made a pre-made character that way. Because, one, you can get people in there to act it out and voice map their faces and all that, and most yeah. games it kind of falls apart. Like, I like Fallout, but there's times where, like, or, like, any, I but it was, it was just, like, most Bethesda games. Yeah. Where it gets to the point where that kind of just, like, like it kind of falls apart like oh i made this cool character and now i'm not gonna see their face again because i'm playing first person yeah and that really doesn't matter from this point out i think so i think fallout 4 solved that just a bit because they did like give your character a voice and facial expressions and made him talk and I think that game gets actually a lot of flack from some of the Fallout community. There's like a lot of New Vegas and Fallout Three like purists and there's, I don't know. Okay. I think Fallout Four actually made a lot of like appro- improvements that like kind of like a good I don't know. a good game I can point out that points out that does something really well that I like. It's a, it's an it's an MMO, but you take Star Wars: The Old Republic. Okay, it's an MMO Bioware makes, and you are. Uh, Bioware most stuff like Dragon Age and uh, Mass Effect like so 
say I'm playing. So you take me and my roommate Nugget. We were playing through. I was playing a Sith uh, warrior. No, Sith Inquisitor. So basically, I was focusing on just like using the Force and Force powers like lightning. Okay. And he was playing a war a warrior like a juggernaut, the tank. And we could go into each other's story missions. And if he was having a conversation with the character, I could hit something and chime in, and my character would literally cut cut into this cutscene awesome. and say his own piece into the conversation. Dude, that's super cool. And that would even happen for things like outside of uh, the outside of like story missions. Like I don't know, maybe just story missions. I couldn't say anything. Maybe I'm getting a little confused. But like there are points like in conversations. If we're both in a conversation talking to NPC. We would both have dialogue choices, and I don't know what determined it, but either character could respond, and it's how both characters are having pieces of dialogue wow. in these conversations. That's awesome, dude. So it would be really cool to have, to have a system like that. Like, yeah, there's NPCs you talk to. Each character has their own voice and can vo- chime, chime into the conversations. Each character has their own parallel. Like, say, okay, you have the certain class, and each class will have its own uh, storyline to follow. But then if, say, I'm playing the warrior and you're playing, like, the mage or the ranger or the thief or something, we had, like, each class has its own story, but then, like, th- there's a joint party story. Like, maybe only available while playing on multiplayer or something, which that might be a little bit too ambitious. But then, like, during that, those stuff like that, it's, like, both all players are, like, well, all party members. Well, it can be as members. ambitious as you want. It's just a dream yeah. game, so. So, like, each each like each party member is sitting there discussing, or their characters are all in the cutscene. So it's, like... It's not like one character's there and the rest don't matter. Yeah. You have the chance for all of them to chime in. Like, Borderlands 3 does that a little bit, but it's like whoever talks to the person first really gets their character talks. Pretty much carries on the... Yeah, so I want to like that thing to where it feels like when you're playing with someone that feels like there's the dynamics yeah. are there. Well, although, actually you bring up a good point, though, because Borderlands 3, Borderlands 3 does multiplayer, like, really well. Yeah. Because that is a game where you can start it off as multiplayer, and then like one person just carries it on as single player, and then mm-hmm. you can have somebody else join in later, right? Mm-hmm. And then you could have two other people join in later, I think, right? Yeah, it's just something that it supports. It works really as a single Dude. player game, but it supports multiplayer. That actually, that would be super cool for like a D and D thing, mm-hmm. like game, like open world or something, is to make it similar to Borderlands, and like you have different classes and everything. And, like, your friends can join in, but it's, like, limited to, like, four. Yeah. You know? Or maybe five or something like that. Yeah, you I have, like... four is a good number, actually, though. It's, like, have a... It has a party limit, and, like, if it gets... Uh, if it's, like, four or five, like, like granted, have a certain number of classes. Like, maybe let's make a, each class, like, a class from the player's handbook or something. Yeah. And so, okay, you have my warrior. My warrior, I can pick all this, and then you can, like, customize it out. It's not, like... There would be levels in the sense to pick up, like abilities or feats or improved yeah. stats or something but i would really think is improving stats like you don't i would say this like that's something that i'm not really too keen on in games is like oh i gotta pick my stats make sure everything's like yeah. exact but it's like you have abilities you can pick up that'll boost certain attributes or you can change your armor out to improve certain things like i'm gonna be a like what's another thing when compared to the witcher because the witcher i mean that's maybe not the choice because you Geralt has a set personality but you have certain pieces of armor that's like, okay, this is lighter. This is lighter armor. It boosts your 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 fast light attack. Like your light attack 
if you're wear but if you're wearing all these things, you get an increased movement speed too. Yeah. I mean, stuff like that might be cool, but I guess when it comes to a single player game where you're doing a lot of role playing and interacting with different characters, maybe having a stat based thing will work out. Like, okay, my character is naturally is a charismatic character, so I'm being able to talk up fees or stuff like that, which I guess makes sense in this kind of world. I I think it would be really smart too if they were gonna do that. Let like I say, let's just call this like a D and D game. Yeah. Right. Let's just like call it a D and D game. What if they did it like a D and D Adventure League too, to where like you can create your character and it's got a pretty robust like D and D style character creation, mm-hmm. but it's up to you to role play them. But you can take that character and you can put it in like different people's campaigns, if that makes sense. Mm, I you know what I mean, like. What do you mean? Like, I think I get what you mean. Like, a bit. so, like, I let's say I have a character, and uh, let's just say he's like a, like a what do they call it? animal totem barbarian? What is mm-hmm. that guy called? Uh, I think it's just whatever. Path of the totem. totem Path of the totem. Like, let's say I have yeah this barbarian character, and like his name is Scott, and like I have this inventory, okay, and Scott has like this axe and like these potions, and I can join your game. And we can play together, but then, like, I can, like, go join my brother Chad's game, like, tomorrow. And have oh, that same character I get what you're in the saying. same inventory. I get what you're saying. You, you get access, I mean? and, like, so if we're playing and we do all this stuff and you're getting all this stuff, you're like, you don't want to jump into another game with the same character and, like, lose all that. Or, like, yeah, you wouldn't so be able like, to use this character. Exactly. Like, if I got, like, a magical amulet in your your mm-hmm. game that I was playing with you, like, mm-hmm. on the 21st, well, the sec- the 22nd, you know, of mm-hmm. the month, I could go play in my other friend's game, and I have that magical amulet. Like, mm-hmm. my inventory and stuff doesn't change. Yeah, this might be a cool thing to intimate, because uh, Borderlands is famous for having a robust, like, loot system. Mm-hmm. Taking that robust loot system and applying it in, like, this type of in this game to where you have, like, over a billion different items that can randomly drop. Yeah, and then maybe, like we're we're definitely like touching like the phase. It's like the the surface of an MMO. Oh yeah, yeah. Where we're being able to get all these items, but not, uh, but not having like doing the classic MMO things. But like, yeah, having kind of maybe a revolving open world where there are periodically world quests will spawn. Like maybe uh, you can have like this war. Like maybe have it like slight an MMO aspect. We're like oh. Like you see, oh, so that guy, like Trevor's online. I'm gonna go hop on, hop into his world and play. And where, like, I'm like, if someone's playing the world hosted, you can just, you like, the world's open. You can just jump in, and you're both in the same world. You don't have to adventure together, but you're off on one side doing thing, yeah, and he's off on another side doing. Maybe, or maybe make it a limited. Think about um, also Jump Force. Mm-hmm. Remember that game? That wasn't an MMO, but like there was also like that hub with other players, and you could like do mission, like world missions or whatever together. Like you could choose to team up with people and like tackle a mission together Mm -hmm. i think what me like dismissing the mmo aspect might not be the ideal here because it's maybe redefine it a little bit to where there is kind of like a surface world where you're able to go adventure with with like where everyone's kind of like there is that hub world where everyone's in like the main surface world but then uh when it comes to other places like Oh, there's this cave over there. Let's check out that cave. And you go in, you're not. There's not 15 other people coming in and out of that cave. Yeah, because that's what's annoying to me about 
like uh, MMOs is like that right there. And then the other thing that's annoying about it is like this total stranger with like his fucking like pink hair mohawk. And it's just like, dude, like what? Like, what are you doing? Like, who are you? What do you want from me? I don't yeah, know. Let's, you. That's my purpose. Okay, let's say, let's say, like, cause this, that's, that's the thing that Diablo 4 is doing. Okay. The, there is an overworld that all the players are in. But then you, when you go into a dungeon, it's only you and your party. Okay. So it's restrictive in that. Where in the overworld, there's everyone because there's random world bosses that'll show up. So that might be a cool thing that there's world bosses and random events that'll happen in the, in the overworld. But you can, but when you step into like, oh, there's a cave over there or certain areas, like it cuts off and there's no other people in there. So, so that way. When you go into a cave, like, oh, the monster is supposed to spawn over here. That drops this item that I need. Yeah. You're not sitting in there waiting for the monster to spawn because this dude's been in there, like, killing it every three yeah. seconds. Yeah, because that's annoying. Or, like, imagine, like, okay, Curse of Strahd, right? It's, like, you and your four buddies, and you're, like, traveling down the roads in Barovia and, you know, getting into the mood, and then, like, you walk up, and you're like, dude, there's old Bone Grinder, and you're, like, gonna go explore it, and then some guy with a pink mohawk walks out of there. So, you know, like... Yeah. But, okay, <laughs> so then let's uh put it like this. Let's say it's a limited... It's a world cap on each world. Yeah. To where you have, like, maybe 10 or 50 people. Say 50 people, just say, because, like, you have a set number of people that can be in each world. <laughs> where it still feels like there are other people there but it's barren let's say let's keep this D world and let's do things like the exp the adventures are expansions and only you and your party can hop into those expansions so that's like let's say like, like dlc you mean kind of kind of like dlc or like because like exp i would i'd call them expansions keeping them in the open world aspect because it's like world of warcraft came out and then you have cataclysm oh yeah which came, adds new areas so let's say they it's D&D &D and they're like, okay, here's Curse of Strahd. You're like, okay, let's go to let's party up and go to Barovia. You could go to Barovia, but there's not random players. It's we just go you it's just and you and party. it's just you and your party. So it treats the world itself as a dungeon. So yeah, like something like, like that. So there should be like one city that's yeah. an MMO style thing. Yeah. Like a hub city. Yeah, you and then as soon as you leave there, you're not going to find anybody on the road. Yeah, there might be like let's say there might be like brief areas. NPCs, but yeah, not like if other the, the the world's if the world's big enough, you might get brief places here and there. You have like you have the hub, and, but the rest of it like that's it. There's no other players. You're just going exploring and doing your thing, and your party will show up. Let's say hub city is everyone. Everywhere else, you can either get direct party members or you can form a clan, and your fellow clans are like your guild. You'll see find them in the overworld. Yeah. Dude, that could be cool. Uh, yeah. Like a clan-based one, too. Yeah, yeah, that would be really cool. That way you're not... Because I just don't like the whole you're, bot you're bogged down by like, oh, there's this person that's sitting here fucking killing this enemy that I need to kill to get this drop. You can just go yeah. and explore, and there's more and there's more people and side quests out in the out, outside the hub world. So that way you sit there, you can sit there, and you can go up to the NPCs, approach them, talk to them, and get missions and go on to other things. Like, there are NPCs in the hub world, but you won't see other players unless you're friends or something like that. That way, you know, okay, I'm cool with that person, otherwise everyone else is just fucking off in the hub world. And yeah. Then, I, uh, I think I get what you mean. It's well, definitely about, I, I think it's important to limit the amount of stranger, 
like interactions yeah and i think and have also not what fallout 76 did and not have npcs because like npcs really make the world feel alive more than players do like and i think that's a lesson that we've learned now and i think expansion wise i could definitely be a thing you're going to release different like expansions and dlcs and stuff like that but then like one thing the witcher 3 did that i really like a lot you got random like you get like six or seven just free things like oh here's uh an armor set here's an alternate look oh here's a here's some extra gwent cards that just came out periodically so it's like those stuff's like okay we're adding this armor set in like you got you got this armor set for free it's sold by this merchant but then you get like the bigger expansions or dlc it's like okay this is gonna add curse of Strahd or the tomb of horrors or dungeon of the mad mage yeah. or this adds the and town of salt marsh kind of that mmo that's like that right what was that called uh never winter yeah never winter and we played that for a little bit and it was pretty fun but like i don't know something about it just wasn't engaging enough for me to like i mean i enjoyed it i just never i just kind of got distracted but i've been i was looking at it the other day debating on turning it back on because uh my thing was it was just a little like it's a, it was a little overbearing to start off with it's like yeah. i don't really know what's going on here once you kind of got the stride of things, it was okay. It was fun. Yeah. Like, I would definitely, definitely had some fun playing it. But, like, I know we really wanted to go to the Curse of Strahd thing. And then it was I just, like, I just don't dude. Think, I just don't think we got to that level. Dude, it was such a high level that we had to be. It was, like, yeah. level 50. And we played for, like, four days. And we're, like, level 10, you know. Yeah. So, it's definitely something... I think that would kind of be where I would draw the line for my favorite, for my dream game. Yeah. Something like that, because I like open world things, like, and I, I just wouldn't trade them. I was just like, yeah. oh, this is fine. Like, I can deal with this. Or maybe, yep. Yeah. yeah, I'd say that's bad kind of be. I like the <laughs> idea of having, a, a like, a legit, like, Dungeons & Dragons game. Because I think Neverwinter's pretty cool, but, like... I think it could be even cooler if it was, like, a drop-in co-op game. Yeah. That... To where, like, you can play by yourself, you can have friends, but, like, you don't have to worry about it being, like, an MMO. Like, yeah. I don't know, there's something, you know, if you like MMOs, then cool, more power to you. I just think they can be really overbearing. Yeah, like, I, I love MMOs, I just, uh, would, re- I just like having, like, being able to, if you had this game would not, ha- like, we have our D&D, but we have a Neverwinter, but give us, give us the drop in RPG that will be fun as well, that way we're not fucking, not the same thing, like, because I play yeah. World of Warcraft, I play Star Wars The Old Republic, and MMOs are great, but there's just something about, especially single player RPGs that I just love, and my love for just exploring the world, yeah. and I think being able to have a friend kind of get like jump in with you because it does and, get lonely sometimes, you know. Yeah, so it's like, hey man, there's this fucking huge ass world. Let's fucking go and explore it. And it'd be a cool thing, especially keeping in like that semi, not not the semi thing. Where it's like, okay, they're adding. They're, we're going to keep adding different sections of a map and area, so you can keep going and exploring and keep doing things. And maybe as time goes on, like, okay, this is this area, and now here's this or like change it to planes like okay you have uh your hub city here in Faerun. now yeah. let's add exandria and you can go explore like taldore or that the Wendalian really, empire dude, i know we and said then, ambitious but like that would be lit dude and Matt then, Mercer content in yeah the game. and then now here's eberron or like taking all these different like 
worlds and planes in uh from these different worlds and just slowly dropping them in and then adding expansions and areas for them yeah on top of that so i think that would be really cool and would work really well and since uh i guess um (laughs) let's just take the ambitious level to 10 since they're D&D does publish magic D&D content. Oh, okay. Now we're going to go from Feyrun, and now we're in Ravnica. Yeah, dude. That would be... <laughs> now, that is, would be so cool. I think the only issue with that would be, like, you know, um, lore. Conf- conflicting lore and mechanics, Yeah, Because, yeah. like, Magic the Gathering kind of magic works way different than, like, magic in D&D. Yeah, so it definitely doesn't make as yeah. much sense, but, I mean, it would, it's kind of like the idea of, like, you have all these worlds, or, like, or, like, they'll release, uh, creator passes, like, okay, uh, they take different DMs, like, especially the ones, we've had enough live stream DMs, enough famous DMs now, well, famous Dungeon Master, that's a weird thing. It is a weird it's thing, like, okay, but it's true. It's okay, so you have Xandra, you have the world created by Matt Mercer, now here's, uh, Exactly. And then you have you have Eberron, and then to bring in like, for example, like say let's say Joe Manganiello, and he cre- fleshes out the world that is that's his home game, and then you can go in that that's a yeah. that's a world or stuff like that. Dude, that and would then, be really cool. But like, I can imagine Joe Manganiello's would just be like a world full of rending flesh and blood <laughs> and heavy metal, <laughs> like, and then uh, and just like muscular, like, and then like let's add a uh, like maybe for another. Like, famous D&D characters like oh here's just a... like hit on a girl in a bar she's like totally fucking jacked though <laughs> and then like you can add a uh, characters and like say like take a uh, dritzed yeah you can go and do like I don't say raids but do events and stuff and get like legendary armor that's dritzed armor or like Archon the Cruel's armor yeah. or stuff like that or like that would be cool but I think what would be even cooler is if they were just characters in the game yeah. and like you could like rent them out like as NPCs to like you know do quests with you or like for them or something like yeah, that yeah quests you know? for them or like choose faction wise and stuff like yeah, that yeah like and... dude like what if like Archon was like the leader of a faction you could join or something it's like just go to like the brotherhood like, of Steel yeah just like something. travel down to Avernus and go to his obsidian tower yeah well, and like obviously not the brotherhood of steel because I don't think Archon uses like laser guns but like <laughs> you get what I mean though yeah so just so you go to so you find like you find the person you just join their faction and maybe that's a yeah, that's something cool. That I, I think factions would be cool. Like you could have one for like rangers, one for like dark magic or something. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. like in second edition, I remember there's like a whole book on like how all the rangers like they don't really like interact with each other a whole hell of a lot but like then there's like a secret ranger festival and it's somewhere different like every couple years or whatever Mm -hmm. and then they just all get together and party and the only way you're invited is if you know how to find it and and, like so you know obviously only a ranger is going to be able to find the secret ranger like festival or whatever Mm -hmm. and you can also bring a plus one but if they misbehave then you know they will be asked politely yet firmly to leave (laughs) and then banned there ever after from any other events so yeah i think that's kind of like where i would stand on this just having those options and like having a plethora of races to choose from yeah i think that would be super cool yeah so i guess that's just my ambitious open world i like the game of choice 
It's like basically just making the D and D game that everyone knows and loves, and then making it into a video game so that like <laughs> you can just the do other this. thing becomes that the pen and paper game becomes obsolete. I guess like maybe what we're doing, we say we want, but we don't actually want because <laughs> we know? would we would render. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's... like a be careful what you wish for kind of thing. I mean, you'd think that would happen, but you know, there are games like oh, fuck. There's a game out there where you can that's got a game master mode where you create a world and your character, your players are playing like little characters yeah. in it. I don't remember the name of the game. I think I've seen that before. Yeah, it is definitely a game. There's definitely a whole like thing you can do that runs that basically runs a campaign in there. But I don't think it would. I don't think it would do it unless it opens up the options. Like, okay, now you create a world and you submit the world and you're. Friends can adventure in it, which may be a cool thing, like having yeah. a world builder mode. But, like, how, dude, that would be really tough. Where, yeah, I know, it gives you the options to program it. Like, not maybe that exactly program, yeah. program it. It gives you the world to, like, set up, like, okay, play in the mountain ranges and the NPCs. And I don't know, that might be a little You have to, like, much. make the dialogue for every NPC. Like, dude, that would be. It. It's <laughs> like, yeah, you can create your own world. We give you the tools, but it's going to take you years. <laughs> Good fucking luck, kid. Yeah. yeah, no, that's just it. I don't. That's cool. Maybe I would say like let's add like a uh, weekly quests or events like because I know yeah. uh, Monster Hunter World has uh, things where random like quests will come in for a week like okay do the now like because they literally have this like do these missions and like this character will spawn and you can earn a Geralt of Rivia armor set yeah or Siri or stuff like that like having something like, like crossovers like okay now this uh, these characters are gonna appear on the overworld you can do these quests for them and just stuff like that that's awesome. Yeah, so that's that's all I got. <laughs> I wish I could have got into Monster Hunter, but I just didn't like it. Yeah, so I mean, that's neither here nor there. All right, well, um, many other thoughts then, or should no. we go ahead and wrap it up? Yeah, that's I could say that's a pretty good. Okay, that's a good episode. That was actually a lot of fun. I like talking about that. Yeah, I I had a lot more to say than I thought I would. Than I thought I was going to, because I my brain started uh working. Yeah, and. Yeah. It's fun to brainstorm that kind of stuff, though. Yes, I wish, let's. I wish that game would come into existence, but you know, they probably never will. Yeah. So once again, this has been the Running on Empty podcast. Remember, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and not Stitcher. No, not Stitcher. Um, and of course YouTube, YouTube as well. It's where we, you know, kind of gear our podcast for. So. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment and, uh, you know, leave a like, subscribe to us. We also have a Facebook page you can follow. Uh, we have a Twitter at ROE org and you can follow me at ROE Tengu and at, Trevor at Octopus Inkblots. That's basically what everything. And I'm pretty sure we have an Instagram page too. I'm double checking. Yeah, it's uh, ROE org. Yep, we don't uh, really have anything going on there though yet. But yeah, yeah. looks like it's got a thing though. And it then, exists. Yeah. Oh, and you know, just check out our merch page uh, too. If yeah, you want to support the podcast, that's probably the best way is to buy a t-shirt. We actually have a lot of really cool styles, and the flannels too is yeah, one I, I keep forgetting to mention. I haven't flannel. gotten mine yet, but I'm planning on getting yeah. one very soon. So yeah, uh, tweet at us, send us a message. Let us know if there's any topics you want us to tackle, any questions, and we will. Get and we will get to them promptly or whenever we yeah. record next. We so. should. Uh, I know we were thinking about doing a Q and A episode too. I think that would be pretty fun. So yeah. like, yeah, definitely follow us on Twitter. And uh, if we ever decide to do that Q and A, we'll probably tweet it out and and take uh, comments and um, 
that kind of questions and comments off of Twitter. So follow us on Twitter. Yep. So yeah, follow us and remember, stay safe. Goodbye. Goodbye, Petra Dog. <laughs>